Wilson, like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top, Subic's great grab. Across the ground, bam, in comes Donny Wurzlow. Got it out to a oh. kick, kick smothered, check, Hunter. Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Kicks inside 50, McGovern, McGovern, what a player. Shake needs to be in perfect the premiers of 1992 the 1994 premiers premiers the 2018 AFL premiership team the west coast eagles g'day everyone welcome to the big footy eagles podcast once again predominantly what the show is going to be about this week. Of course, we've got some Gold Coast footy to unpack. We've got an Adelaide game to preview as well, but pretty much the tone out of the Eagles, all the stories this week, all the focus, everything has been on Josh Kennedy. Um, We'll lead off with some footy, but just before we do, we knew this day was coming, but how do you feel now seeing that this week has been very much Josh Kennedy week and and, and getting around him celebrating his legacy in a way? Yeah, it's good to to have the, the certainty, I suppose. We were sort of... Uh, this this game was being talked about as you know, almost certainly his last game for a while, and it's been talked about that he, um, you know, he was pretty certain he wouldn't go on because his knees wouldn't let him. So um, I suppose it, it's sad, but we all knew it was coming, and um, I think it'll be a cause for celebration more than um, uh, more than sadness. As long as we win, it's put a bit of pressure on the on the side to actually have a win on Sunday. Absolutely. Uh, look, jump in the comments as well, guys. Got our first one here. Bloody hell, I can only assume that's in relation to the beard. I, I shudder to think what else it might be in relation to. Uh, but yes, g'day to everybody jumping in. It is beard up for JK. I want to see you there. The club are doing cardboard cutouts, as I understand it, Migs, of his face. But I want to see fake beards. I want to see cardboard cutouts. What is that in the comments? That's not very nice. Miguel's back on the show, June. I don't know about all that. Mm. It's a fake beard. We're bearding up for JK. We're getting around him and... Uh, We'll, we'll kick things off with some footy. We'll get into that. But then don't you worry. The Josh Kennedy chat is coming up soon after. Miguel, let's kick things off with the football then. The West Coast Eagles, 16 goals, 8, 104. Put up a winning score. Didn't win the game. They were defeated by Gold Coast Suns, 16, 11, 107. Now, you and I called this one on the live commentary. Thank you to everybody who jumped in and checked that one out as well. If for some reason you want to watch a replay, feel free to sync up the commentary as well and watch along with us. But Migs, very much a tale of two halves, this one. The the finish was furious, but as always with the Eagles at the moment, they left themselves a little bit too much work to do. Simo decried the fact that they you know, they, they can't put four quarters together and really dropped off after about probably the halfway mark of the first quarter. Um, yep. The rest of that first half was pretty uh, pretty grim and it was looking like a, it was looking like it was going to be a blowout. So... Credit to them for fighting back. Um, credit credit to the side for fighting their way back and, and giving themselves a sniff at the end. But, yeah, probably yeah, left themselves too much to do. It was a bit like that in terms of, you know, looking around that first. We had a good start, which we saw, saw, uh, sort of thought we might, if you'll forgive me there, just because the Suns are slow starters notoriously. But got off to a slow start. The Suns really wrestled things back. I think, I forget who kicked the opener. Somebody kicked the opener for the Suns in the fourth quarter got out to 30 points, and I was just thinking, you know what, that's it, we're done here. But the reply was quick and, and pretty furious. 
do you take hope out of the fact that we can pour seven, six, seven goals on a team in a quarter and things like that? Or is it yet again, you know, we know where the work needs to be done and it's not letting those leads blow out in the first place? Well, it all stemmed out of the middle again. Um, and it's been it's been a similar tale for can you hear me all right? I just pulled my headphones out because they're annoying me. No, you're um, right, gotcha. Okay, cool. Um we're doing this live, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um what was I saying? We've said all, all season that um, uh, uh, when we get the ball, when we're winning the ball out of the middle, we look a million bucks. And then hmm. if we're forced to um, to try and build play from our half-back line, uh, we struggle. We can't. We, we just can't move the ball down the ground into the forward hmm. line. And um, I think that's that's the way the game played out on the weekend. That that patch was at the third quarter where we just, um, or in the fourth quarter as well, where we're just winning the ball straight we- Third yeah. quarter, we probably won the quarter as well, like in a yeah. in a big way, but just didn't get anything for it. It was the fourth quarter though, where we just went clearance, goal, clearance, goal, clearance, lock okay. it in, get a goal. Yeah, yeah, and it was we were winning the ball straight out of the middle, and so we didn't need to worry about trying to transition. Um, and yeah, that's something we're really going to have to work on over the off season, I think, because mm. we still haven't quite worked out what our game plan is. We do try and switch a bit still, but we're trying to switch a bit quicker. Um, yeah. Teams are shutting us down too quickly. Uh, there's a bit of run and carry, but there's not a lot of confidence in that game, I think, and they're pretty quick to uh, to go back to the old kick mark, um, you know, kick it around the boundary to a contest, get the ball out, try and win it again, and it's just it's a real grind. So, yeah, that's, that's what we've got to work on. Uh, if we want to quickly go around and do the big positives out of the game, Jack Darling, nine coaches votes for him. And, you know, on, on a day where Kennedy, obviously, we're going to talk about moving away from Josh Kennedy into the future, but he didn't have a lot of tall timber down there to help him or not a lot of experience stuff. Anyway, uh, six goals from him. What did he take? Eight marks, nine marks. Where was he? Yeah, eight marks, six goals straight, a couple of tackles as well and and found the footy. So pretty massive game from Jack Darling. Nice to see him get the coaches' votes and very needed as we come into this week where we're wondering what's the future of the Eagles forward line looking like. Yeah, and um, did that against Collins, I think, as well, which is, you know, he's no yeah. slouch um, as a defender. So, yeah, that was pleasing. Um, yeah, six goals from him uh, in a team that was struggling to get the ball forward is, uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Did you think we'd snatch it? Because you and I were on the call, so it's kind of hard to get a feel of little things here and there. Umpiring for me yeah. definitely was a big sore point, but I, yeah. I, I think I was in the mode where if that game goes two minutes longer, we might have won it sort of thing. It, it, did you buy into the fact we might have stolen one? Probably at the 38-second mark when Waterman mm. kicked that goal. Yeah, um, you know, yeah we'll, we'll, we're on top in the middle and we can, uh, yeah, if we can get another quick one forward, anything could happen here. Um, up until then, I thought, yeah, this is going to be a fight back, but um, that falls just short, which ultimately was the case. Now, Petch, we can get onto when we get to the outs, but a nice game from Petch. Bobbed up, did plenty. Uh, I think Ryan built into the game. Rioli bobbed up as well a few times. The theme of this episode is very much going to be centred around Josh Kennedy and what the Eagles' forward line looks like going forward as well, I suppose. So there were signs there all around that these guys did step up when they needed to. So I guess for me, it's thinking, well, the mids played well in bursts. The forwards played really well. Ultimately, I don't think the backs played too badly either. Hearn was good. Brass was good again. You know, Edwards had some moments. How is it then that the Eagles are staring down these five, six goal deficits consistently when you go individually and you go, yeah, it's actually not anyone. No one in played a howler. You know what I mean? 
And yet yeah. still we're down 30, down 35 or whatever it was at its peak. Um, well, I think it goes back to that um, just synergy. Uh, we'll use, keep using that word. Um, but, yeah, just the, the connection between the lines and the connection between the players just hasn't been there all year. And we all know the reasons for that. But, yeah, um, yeah you know, individuals can have great games, but we, you know, as a team, struggle to move the ball forward. Um, and... Um, as a team as well, we're a bit slow. Um, we struggle to shut down sides in transition, hurting us the other way. So, um, yeah, stuff to work on there, definitely for the uh, for next season um, and stuff to look at in the draft as well. I think we need to um, prioritise speed as well as foot skills when we, when we get to the draft because, yeah, that's the difference, I think, between good teams and bad teams at the moment is um, the good teams will kill you on the spread we just mm. we don't have the leg speed in our side to do that, and yeah, um, they will see a lot of youngsters coming forward. Uh, we've seen it, we've seen a few this year, and there'll be more next year when we get you know, when Chester gets a full season, hopefully, um, mm. and and Cully gets a full season, and um, pick two. If I, I've heard it'll well, be pick three now, but I've heard he'll um, he's going to be an absolute gun. So uh, yeah, we'll. Um, hopefully see some you know, fresh young legs come through and, and improve the speed across the ground because I, th- I think that's an area that we're really um, uh, lacking at the moment. Yeah, pick one now, you would think, or it depends whether North go for it or not, but Ashcroft yeah. is dominated father-son, so certainly takes a name off the board for the Eagles. We'll we'll deal with that a little bit later on in the off-season. I suppose, Migs, all the games of late have very much been about what do we learn from it, how do we move forward, the midfield mix is an interesting point for me. Redden, again, zero centre bounce attendances. Gaff, I think, only had three, which was down from eight the previous week. Uh, half forward, you know, he's been playing half forward a little bit on and off as well. So there's, yeah. we're seeing more of the kids get a go. Obviously, Cully had a bit of a dirty game. He's now suspended. He's now injured to boot as well. But uh, O'Neill yeah. still got a good go. Rioli was at the main centre bounce when the game was there to be won. Willie Rioli in the middle, you know. So it seems very much like Kelly... Rioli, Shuey's still doing a bit, but a bit of halfback flank stuff from him. There's some experimentation yeah. going on there and trying to find the midfield mix of the future. Yeah, we you know, saw Cully in there. We've seen O'Neill get probably more and more time in there. Mm. Um, Connor West was probably in there a bit. I haven't seen those numbers that you're talking about, but I'm, I'm just trying to remember back to the game. I think yeah, I think we saw West in there a bit. Um, yeah, Redden spent the whole game on a wing. So, mm. um, yeah, it is those youngsters, um, West, O'Neill. Cully, uh, Greg Clark's in the squad this week, so we might see him spend some time in there uh, yep. if he makes the side. Um, yeah, Rioli as well. Um, yeah, chuck him in there as the creative. Uh, he's not going to be a stopper when he goes in there, but yeah, he um, for a guy that's played not that many games this season and you know he's a forward more than a mid, he's I think fourth or fifth in our clearances. So um, he does have a knack of actually getting the ball out when he is in there. I think it's his 50th game coming up this week as well, but obviously that's not the story. Look, we'll quickly do some buy, sell, hold, and then we'll get to the main event, which is Josh Kennedy, Josh Kennedy, Josh Kennedy. (laughs) Buy, sell, and hold out of this one. Mig, start us off. Any of those that you like and and take it away. Um, uh, Yeah, we haven't talked about him yet, but um, Jermaine Jones, I thought, had another really good game off halfback. Yeah. Um, keep that final goal to to uh, bring the margin back to three points. Um, yeah, did um, had I think eighteen touches off half back. Did does provide that run and 
um, gives us the chance to uh, to break up the the really slow um, slow methodical build up and yeah run and get a bit of speed on the ball. So yeah, for a guy that only really started playing half back, I think about a third of the way through the year, um, yeah. he's built really well. So I, th- I think if, if that's his future, if the club thinks that's his future, then um, yeah, looking forward to seeing him get a full preseason. Um, Playing with the back line and uh, and continuing on, um, June Cully uh, got two weeks and suspended. He's also, I think he was a he's test also, with his hamstring, which was pretty meaningless because he's out for two weeks anyway. Shut him down. He's done for the season. Last game of the yeah, season yeah. is against Geelong in Geelong, so yeah, probably don't bring him back for that. I reckon uh, preseason starts now for Jai Cully. Uh, my buy, well, I was, yeah, I had JJ in the back pocket because I thought you might have taken my option, which was Jack Darling. It's an obvious one, but yeah. forward line is now his. We've seen stretches where he's made it his own. You're never going to have a better opportunity than now going forward. So Jack Darling, just, yep, happy to back him in. And, and all things considered, after the rocky offseason, he's put together a really solid campaign. Um, I think if it didn't come with any of the headline sort of stuff, we'd be pretty bullish on what, Jack Darling's given us this year. So I'll go with Jack Darling. Uh, My hold is going to be a similar veteran. It's going to be Shannon Hearn, Miguel, because it seems like he's going (laughs) around again. Played well on the weekend, plenty of the footy, using it at 100% effectiveness. And I suppose the big thing for me is I know we have to turn the list over and I know we've got to look to the future and all this, but I don't really see who he's keeping out of the squad at the moment. And if he's going to keep playing good footy, he's going to keep getting games. He's a good leader down there. If we go to a younger side, I have no issue with a an ex-captain or, you know, a high-quality leader on the field. So I'm going to just keep holding on to Shannon Hearn at the moment, I think. Yeah, he really does provide uh, an on-field coaching um, position. Uh, you can see it at the, at the game that he um, you know, he's often providing direction, even to Barass, who's you know, possibly our next uh, captain, you know, mm. providing him pointers um, in the back line during the game. So, yeah, it's really invaluable. Um, he's slowing and he was never quick, but he's got the... Um, He's got the cunning to uh, to to make up for that, and um, yeah, I mean we can't play a team full of thirty four year olds, but we can certainly have him back there. But damn it, we can try. Uh, yeah. Who who do you want to hold on to this week, Mix? Uh, who do I want? Um, I was going to say Luke Foley, okay, uh, even nice. though he got how how many did Rankin kick on him? But um, three. Yeah, he, he uh, three he instantly, unlucky. and then not again. Yeah. He was a few. Um, there was a few there where Foley was unlucky or not on him or um, mm. was on the mark, and then Rankin did the one-two with the bloke and ran around the mark. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought, um, you know, in the absence of Witherden, who'd been our lockdown defender the couple of weeks um, before that, he um, obviously got the job on Rankin. Um, battled really hard, and I thought um, heard him the other way a bit as well. But I don't think uh, Rankin gave him. Uh, too much respect the other way, and yeah, he was. Um, he had eighteen touches and, and used it pretty effectively. So, um, yeah, good spot for him. We've sort of been wondering why he's been playing in the forward line, uh, which isn't really his go. But um, yeah, if he can settle down back again, um, yeah, I think that's where he plays his best footy. Absolutely. Uh, the sell for me is a pretty straightforward one. It's Patch. Unfortunately, he can't get his body right. Playing good footy when he comes in. He's actually had a, a couple of nice little moments again this year, but comes in, plays probably the best game of his career or certainly his most complete game of, of the year, of his career, and he pings a hammy. So I just don't know how you can back him in. He's a bit of a project player still, and yet when he gets a good run on, does the hammy, 
yeah. really tough one for me, but I'm just out on pitch, unfortunately. Yeah, and I, I um, did the sums in one of the threads today that or yesterday. He's uh, done his hammy, I think, eight times in four years, six times in the last three years that he's missed games. Um, yeah. Sorry, six times in the last two years. And, Jesus. yeah, the, he's missed about 25 weeks or something. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's uh, gotten to the point that it's chronic and it seems to always happen after a good game as well. Um, mm. It's just really frustrating. He hasn't had a clear run at it for years and, yeah, um, has been a bit frustrating even when he's been playing, which partly because I think he's been you know, playing as a small forward in a, in a bad side uh, or a struggling side. But, yeah, even when he has his good games, he then breaks down. So uh, he was going to be my sell as well, and I don't have a backup. So No, no, I think <laughs> it's pretty um, universal, unfortunately, for the boy. Um, nice to see him play a good half of footy, in particular that second half. But, yeah, what can you do at this yeah. point? Migs, I think we move on from footy or in particular any particular game, I should say, and just move on to the meat of this one, and that is farewelling Josh Kennedy because they've announced it and they've confirmed it. We all knew it's been building up for a while, but this week, round 21, he's playing Adelaide, but really what he's doing is saying farewell, home crowd, home game, and uh, we get to watch Josh Kennedy pull on the blue and gold for the last time. Yeah, one last time. Um, it's going to be sad. He's been... Um... Yeah, probably behind Nick Nat, I think he's, he's really the um, biggest cult figure that we've had probably in, in this decade. So, um, yeah, so many great moments to uh, to look back on for him and the club's been putting up a lot of them and, yeah, you've been putting up a lot of them and um, it's, yeah, it's just going to be, I think it'll be a, a, a happy day. It'll be a celebration of, mm. of what, he's, um, what he's done for us. Um, it'll be a happy day if we win. And, um, yeah, look, he's, uh, for a bloke that was almost, almost the steak knives in the, um, uh, in the Judd trade, uh, and who probably, I don't think wanted to leave Carlton. I think that was pretty, pretty well reported that he was quite happy at Carlton. He didn't want to leave, but yeah, he's been, um, uh, he's been phenomenal for us, a phenomenal servant. Didn't want to leave Carlton and also, as widely reported, was that he didn't really want to be the reason that Judd couldn't get home or get to the club yeah. of choice or, or really do wrong by anybody. And I think it just speaks to... Tough position for the kid to be in. Very much so, yeah. And I think it speaks to how that, you know, he's just a ripping bloke. All the stories coming out about organising this party or that party or Schofield told yeah. a story about it. he rocked up with a slab on his shoulder and white <laughs> leather belt on and drank them all under the table as a 19-year-old or whatever. Seems a decent the, guy. The slab was sort of draft or something terrible, wasn't it? Even better. Even better. Yeah, he, was only, he was only on his rookie coin back then, so he's probably yeah, moved on true. up in the world a bit lately. But, no, it's just, you know, he's, he's a good guy. Always got time for fans. Always got time for the community. Does a lot of community work in terms of his hometown and different foundations. Yeah. Just a legend. And, and I think the biggest thing, we'll go through some accolades of his, you know, and, and the rap sheet, I suppose, as we go through, but... A lot of opposition fans on Big Footy this week have chimed in and said, like, love the guy. Even Freo fans come in and say, look, I hate the Eagles, and he te- he tore us up every time we played, but yeah. always respected the way he went about it. And I think that's probably the biggest part of the legacy. And you go, okay, leading goal scorer and premiership, all this, we go through it all as, as we crack on here. But yeah. he has commanded a great deal of respect locally, I think even over East, which isn't always the easiest thing to do. I think he's got a lot of respect 
You can even hear it just in the commentary. Um, great player, but just seems to be Miggs even pretty much a better person. Yeah, there was a bit of symmetry this week with um, yeah, Dockers fans saying that about Kennedy and we were probably saying the same thing about Mundy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just both seem like, you know, on top of being great players, great blokes. And, yeah, there was a few different um, – there was a few moments in his um, – uh, his press conference on Tuesday that stood out to me. Um, one was, yeah, the, the foundation he was talking about, that that's that's what he's looking at doing. Um, well, it, and it's the thing he spoke most passionately passionately about, I think, um, mm. what he's going to do after uh, footy and you know, go back and help people up around his uh, you know, his region of Northampton and, and help kids, basically, who are um, kids in rural areas um, who... Uh, close the gap for the, the services that um, that they miss out on compared with mm. kids in the city. Yeah, spoke really well about that. Um, teared up, I think, when he spoke about the sacrifices that his wife and his family had made um, for him to keep uh, continuing his career. Uh, and when he was asked what, you know, how he'd be remembered, um, and he, he talked about, you know, it wasn't the 700 goals and it wasn't the... Uh, the bags of 10 and it wasn't the premiership, it was uh, being a good teammate. And that's mm. what he was most proud of. And yeah, it's just that was just in one press conference, that was the three things that stood out to me as you know, all being indications of the, the sort of bloke he is. Talked about wanting to go play one more game as well in Northampton. Yeah. Talked about wanting to have a kick around with Lecker and, and things like that. And, you, yeah, and yeah. you, I suppose when you look at it, it's easy to forget sometimes that these are you know, human beings with lives. These aren't just, it's not a thing that pops up on your screen for three hours every week, you know, and that's, you know, and we talked about it throughout with the Jack Darling situation and, and all, but these are guys that have their real lives and they've got stuff going on in the background. You can make your judgment one way or the other, but I think people like to give athletes a bit of a bad rap and think that they're all in it for the money. They're all partying all the time or think they're untouchable, yeah. or whatever. JK just seems like a quality guy. Mundy you mentioned before as well as another one. So I'm sure we'll talk yeah. about him next week when we talk about the Derby. But it's just nice to support quality people. You want to know that the guys that you're investing your time in are, are sort of reciprocating it as best they can. And, and I think JK definitely has and, and will continue to do so. I don't know that I'm much one for favourite players. Growing up, I had a really, really bad run of picking favourite players. I've talked often <laughs> about how I love, love Jamie Graham. I've got the number... Back it didn't work oh. out too well for him, unfortunately. So Good. I've waited and I've waited um, until his farewell. The game Honey Badger as well was the Honey Badger yeah. one of your favourite players. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Big big prayers to uh, Paddy McGinnity. Kick that great goal against yeah. Carlton. Lo- love you, mate. But David yeah, you know, because like, of the red hair. No, no, no. Uh, McDougal, mm-hmm. big McDougal boy growing up. Loved mm-hmm. Andrew McDougal. Yeah, it didn't work out. But uh, J.K. I think I can announce it now. Is probably as I look back, going to be one of my favourite players, if not the pinnacle for me. Yeah. And I mean, let's do it. Let's go through um, through the accolade list, I suppose. Obviously the premiership, uh, three-time All-Australian in 15, 16 and 17. I think Key Ford's a very tough spot to get All-Australian in because if you're third, you might as well be last sort of thing. They, they load the forward lineup with midfielders. So yeah. three from a non-Victorian club is massive. He's got a best clubman for the Eagles. He's led the Eagles in goal scoring. 2011, and then 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, again in 2020 as an old man. So you love to see that. Yeah. And Miggs, he, he was runner-up. Equal leader this year. So yeah, if he does yeah, get that bag of 10, they uh, might be looking for 10, him. He might get a darling. Yeah. Exactly. They might get one more to cap it all off. Uh, top 10 finishes in the Eagles' best and fairest, just seemingly year on year. And 
and runner-up in 2016, which is not easy for a, a forward because that's, Miguel, typically not an area that our accolades go to internally. So yeah. you look at that and you just go, this is a guy that had the weight of the world on his shoulders really when he came in. And I don't really want to get into the who won the Judd trade because it was the yeah. Eagles and there's no point having the discussions. <laughs> but like he had a lot of pressure on him and he's, he's delivered yeah. every single And he did struggle the, the first couple of years. I think people forget the, you know, he didn't make much of an impact his first couple of years. Um, mm. He went out of the side a bit. He spent a fair bit of time down at East Fremantle. Um, they sort of tried to. Uh, he was competing with um, with Lynch and Hanson, uh, and Mitch Brown, and even yeah, Mitch Brown, Chad Jones um, for the spots in that forward line. Um, Callum Wilson, um, and yeah, he wasn't he wasn't an automatic selection, and it was um, it would have been uh, with the pressure that he um, that he came with because of his his role in that judge trade. It would have been uh, just building and building on him. What about some favourite memories then, Migs? I mean, as you said, look, I've posted a few highlights. The club's been pumping out highlights left, right and centre as well. And it's a bit tough when you're the, the big brick key forward because you're not going to have too many highlights where you run the length of the field or turn a guy this way or that way. But what it is is clutch goals and, I suppose, precision finishing from a huge unit. He can bend the ball a mile from the boundary. The finishes yeah. have been great. Um, and some of them, I, I think that... At the time, you look at it and you go, this is the best goal I've ever seen in my life. How good was that? And honestly, I've yeah. forgotten about him, I think, as the years have gone yeah. on. There's a goal against North in the prelim where that was – watching it now, I was like, of course, that was the fire starter moment, as uh, Dwayne Russell would say, and got the prelim underway. It was an incredible back with the flight of the ball and he plays on, kicks the goal. I'd forgotten about it until I saw the clip. So what, what's yeah, your, so your prevailing memories of J.K., I suppose? Yeah, well, the, the recent one, that goal against Richmond um... – Yep. which we thought was really going to kickstart our season last year and then didn't obviously happen. Um, the one, the, the tap down to Nick Nat. Um, yep. Yeah, the uh, um, kicking his 10th against the Bulldogs, that was a fantastic moment. Um, I don't remember much about, I think he kicked 11 against GWS, but I don't remember much of that game at all. Um, I suppose that's the um, tough thing for a, a highlight as well. Yeah. You can't... In- boil 11 goals down into a 30-second yeah. clip. You know, you've got to watch the full performance. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, um, they're the ones that have been doing the rounds um, and, yeah, they're, they're the ones that I uh, remember, really. Um, trying to think of any that, that weren't in that in that sort of um, those clips that, have, um, that the club's put up. There was a game winner against Adelaide that I'd forgotten about on... Yeah, oh, yeah. Game. In Adelaide, on yeah. his left from 50 out, he set up and yeah. oh, unbelievable, unbelievable yeah. stuff from the big unit. Um, where does he rank then? And it doesn't need to be a specific, he's number two, oh. he's number four or whatever it might be. But yeah. I was thinking about it this week. And if somebody said to me that Josh Kennedy is the greatest eagle of all time, I think it's a defensible position. I think it's a position that you could fight pretty reasonably for. And I don't know that it's ever one I'd considered as he's been building up the resume. But now that it's done and I'm looking back, I don't think it's outrageous to say. I don't think it's, you know, the, the most outlandish statement somebody could come up with by any stretch. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Um, I think Jakovic was the best centre-half forward for in the competition for a long time. Um, Cox was the best back, ruckman, yeah, yeah um, in the competition for a long time. Um, and Matera was the best wingman in the competition for a long time. And Kennedy yeah, has been... Well, he's competed with Franklin and I suppose Hawkins and, and Rewalt, but he's got the Coleman's, he's he's got the 
got the goals record um, and just that, yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely top five with uh, with those guys I've mentioned, I think, and I've probably um, sold some players short as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. We've had so many good players over the journey that it's tough yeah. to, to boil it down to, you know, I could name five players as our top five and I've left out um, players that would really deserve to be there. Um, yeah, I've left out yeah. Kemp and Henner and uh, Glass, Glass and, and Cousins. Yeah. Bung, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. so it's 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 a a question that I suppose is unanswerable in a way, but yeah. you, you think, was the best football played in an Eagles jumper played by Judd? Maybe, but then he's only played X number of games, 120, 130-odd, yeah. I, I just think, tell you what, for a guy that we picked up as a scrawny 20-year-old, something like that, and he's come in with the weight of the world on his shoulders, he's gone through a few different phases, you know, he's the scrawny kid fighting for a spot, like you said, and then he had the uh, then he had the stutter step era, which sort of took footy by storm. That was his big calling card. <laughs> he's lost the stutter step as we've gone on. He just keeps banging in goals. It's just been a joy to watch. And, I mean, the pressure as well, the tackling pressure for a big boy when he was yeah. in, in his earlier days was chasing people down like you wouldn't believe. Um, there is a video that I have put up on YouTube. I would, would have put it up years ago. I would have put it up the week of. But uh, 2016, round one, they, he plays against a debuting Harris Andrews. And it is just, he's tormenting him. It's cruel. It is borderline cruel to watch this clip. It goes for about nine minutes. And he, I think he kicks yeah. eight goals. Probably has eight goals and another eight assists where he gives them off in the goal square. He could have kicked the yeah. record that day. But uh, just, yeah. You know, he's you watch a full game of his when he's at his best and I he can't be touched. He's just yeah. he's just too good. Uh few comments here. Yeah, we definitely got the better of the Judd trade. Judd's been retired for years. I mean, look, say what you will about Mount, uh Chris Marston, but we got two hundred plus and a premiership from one of them. We got two hundred seventy, two eighty from Kennedy, plus the all time goals record, Coleman's all Australians, whatever it might be. Uh, Anthony in the comments here saying it's his pure joy when teammates do well and kick goals. He's always the first to celebrate other successes on the field. And I think, Migs, that probably goes back into what we're talking about up top. And definitely, like yeah. rightly pointed out from Anthony, a really he's probably the first, He's the <laughs> first to celebrate now that Maston's retired, although Maston is um, got on, got uh, involved. back out there on the, on the runner and, and being the first to celebrate. But, yeah, he does um, – yeah, for a bloke that's kicked 200 nearly more goals than anyone on our team, he does. I think he enjoys seeing his teammates kick goals just as much. And you talked about you know him and Nick Matt maybe as the top two Colts fan favourites or whatever it might be. It's not even fan favourites because we saw Jai Cully kick his first goal two yeah. weeks ago. JK got around him. It was all love. It was so good to see. Yeah. And, I mean, Cully, you could tell, was chuffed to bits. He was posting about it on Instagram. It's These guys are out Thanks, there. Thanks, Dad, I think it was, wasn't it? Or- yeah, something like that. I mean, they're playing with their heroes. You know, they're out there on the field and they're, they're playing with guys that they've either grown up watching or idolising or respecting in one way or another. It's get, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm wrapped for JK. I'm happy he's been able to call it as much on his terms realistically as anybody can ever have. Home game, right thing to do by the fans. So uh, get down early there. I'll, I'll drop this little thing off the screen for those of you watching along. That's my name there. Hashtag beard up for JK. I want to see beards, people. Migs, you go to the game. Yeah, I'm doing my best. So what have I got? I've got what three days to grow one now. Coming Might in slowly, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look at this monstrosity. Spotlight. Yeah. The best best store in the world. Yeah. Just go to Spotlight. June pointed out earlier that I've got a beard already. That's what the lady at the counter said, and she said, "Who are you dressed up as?" And I just went, "Oh, it's um, it's a, it's a footballer. Doesn't matter." Because yeah. I didn't really want to explain it. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, 
get a beard, draw one on, get a cardboard yeah. cutout, you know, do whatever you can do. Get if the, you've got a beard, polish. that's it. Get the boot polish on there. Do it all. I want to see beards in the crowd. We've got the yeah. cardboard cutouts doing the rounds as well uh, that the Eagles are providing by the looks. So beard up for JK and, and get around him. And hopefully we can send the champion off with a win. Now, with that, Migs, that brings us to round 21. We play the Adelaide Crows, a 2-10 kickoff. So nobody missed kickoff this week, please, ladies and gentlemen. Weird start time. Weird matchup, really, because it's all going to be about yeah. the Crows. Last time we played them, I think we played our best footy of the pre-buy period, but it all started because they were up 31 to nothing to start, and then after that, we sort of kicked into gear and started playing some good footy. So are you expecting the Eagles to get up for the occasion? They've struggled in milestone games of late. Do you reckon this one tops them all and they'll actually be able to get up for it? I really hope so, yeah. Um, playing better footy since the bye, obviously. Um, Adelaide Adelaide coming in off a um, off an upset win. Um, mm. So they'll be, yeah, uh, hopefully they'll have been satisfied with that and they won't bother showing up for this one. Um, yeah, we do, we've got a pretty good record against them here. Um, got a pretty good record against them over there as well. Um, yeah, uh, difficult to say from the outside what the mindset of the players will be like. They do have that reputation for um, you know, struggling in, in milestone games, and mm. yeah, whether the um, whether the moment becomes a bit too much for them. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough line to walk between yeah, wanting to do their best to win it for for JK and. Um, trying too hard, you know, going in, you know, just trying that a little bit too hard over kicking the ball, maybe lifting an elbow um, as you're going past a bloke, which we've already seen last week. Yep. Um, Anthony in the comments yeah, here, just to cut you off, Mix, this is an interesting one. I'd actually not consider it. Uh, they, they being Adelaide, they are copying more press this week about the camp stuff. This is obviously on the back of the Eddie Betts book and, yeah. and discussion around that. They could be a bit rattled or they could come out breathing fire. I mean, who knows how that's going to factor into it. And yeah. I don't actually even know how many people are still there that I was going to say, apart from, or... apart from Walker, there's yeah, not too many. I mean, Walker and Sloan are the ones that have copped it a bit this week and Sloan's not playing, obviously. So, but that yeah. said, obviously the club's been under the microscope in a way that perhaps they haven't really been this year. So toss of a coin as to which way that bounces, but that'll be interesting to see what, what headlines come out of it at the very least. Yeah. Uh, probably the biggest matchup, Migs, whenever we play the Crows, is the Ruck duel, really, and Nick Nat's back in the side, so that'll be interesting to see. We obviously had the greatest version of it a few years ago with the tweeting out of the notes and O'Brien and Nick Nat getting into yeah. each other, that sort of stuff. It's been giving a fascinating match. Yeah, giving him the fight afterwards. Uh, fascinating matchup in the past, but... The Crows are very much a clearance-dominating team. You know, they win the hit out and they go straight out of the middle. That's what the Eagles have been built on this year. So it's I don't know that it's underselling it to say that whoever decisively wins that ruck matchup might actually be deciding the game here. Yeah. Um, yes, June, the dog's back there and he's snoring. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it really is going to rely on that um, the ruck battle and the midfield battle, isn't it? Um, because, yeah, we, we saw last week we don't want to be um, uh, winning the turning the ball over in our back fifty and um, and trying to build from there, it's uh, yeah that's been a recipe for disaster. So yeah, Adelaide got quite a good um, quite a good midfield. O'Brien O'Brien's real strength is getting around the ground and, and mm. becoming a fifth midfielder, um, but he's not a slouch in the hitouts either. So um, yeah, Nick Nat 
uh, he was declared fit this week and he's, uh, he's named in the side. He hasn't looked completely fit for, um, pretty much the second half of this season. He's, um, yeah, carrying something. Uh, but he that did, fourth he, quarter, you know, he's yeah, turning just turning it on. Quarter. Yeah. We need to get a bit more out of Williams in the second role. He, um, he had a couple of good games while Nick Nat was out. He had a couple of good, yeah, a good game against Carlton and then he had a good game. Um, who did we play a week before Nick Nat came back? Was it Hawthorne? Saints? Uh, oh, that's going a long way back. Who's to say? Yeah, anyway. Saints. Uh, it, um, yeah, had, yeah, had, that's right. He, um, thought he handed, uh, Rowan Marshall his ass in the Saints game and then, um, he's been demoted back to that ruck forward role and, and yeah. really had a mare, um, to the point that he was possibly going to be my cell, um, mm. earlier. He, uh, uh, got some spam in there, do we? Uh, no, no. I think, <coughs> I think man's just having a bit of a, a bit of a struggle with the spell checker there, but that's all right. Well, that's all good. Crack on. Okay. Um, so yeah, we need to need to see Williams um, really take it up to O'Brien as well when he gets his uh, his shot in the midfield. I don't even know who who gives O'Brien the chop out. He tends to ruck about ninety percent of the game. So uh, yeah, we'll. Uh, uh, that's where we'll yeah, we'll have to win the game, and yeah, we'll need to see another um, another big game from Kelly, uh, Shuey. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that Clark gets a run and gets a run in the mm-hmm. middle. Um, which even though know, when we've played him, we've played him off a wing, which just doesn't make sense to me. So um, yeah, with with Cully out, with West out, um, that there's uh, that Shuey spending a bit of time at half back. There's definitely some. Um, some rotations in there that Clark can take. So, I'd, yeah, I'd like to see him get an opportunity in there. Yeah, so on that, obviously, look, out, Cully, suspended, injured, whatever you want to call it. Petch is out injured. West is out injured. Kennedy comes in. So, it's Kennedy for Petch. Call it that. Yeah. Cully and West, what are the changes there? You flagged you want to see Clark. I wouldn't mind seeing Bazo come in as well. Um, and I'm always yeah. happy to see Petreski Seaton get a run. So, for me, it's, let's say, Bazo and Clark. I'd be happy with yeah. that. And I, I think Hoff went back last week, um, but yeah. I think he's played his best footy for us on a wing. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to see him yeah, push back up onto that wing and, um, and yeah, Bazo just slots him down back. bit harsh on Petrovsky. Petrovsky Seaton hasn't been able to nail down a spot. He's probably played his best games for us when he's been in that back line. Yeah. Um, but those, those spots are difficult to come by. There's um, probably the most competition in that line, so... Uh, yeah, that's um, he's he'd be a good sub because you can basically chuck him anywhere. But yeah, finding a spot for him in that back line is difficult. Now we'll talk about the forwards, and once again, the forward conversation is going to rotate around Josh Kennedy. They've got to win the game first and foremost. That's the best send off ever. JK is surely going to remember yeah. kicking a goal, but getting a win over kicking six and getting force fed in a thirty odd point defeat as we limp to 7th, 8th, 18th on the ladder. Surely, surely it's got to be play a structured game, play a normal game, do what you can do. Do you think it's going to get to the point where they're going to just start lowering the eyes and and feeding him relentlessly if we're up big or down big? Or or do you think that might even be the plan from the start? I hope it's not the plan from the start. I mean, we want to go out there and um, and win the game for him, but we don't want to be, yeah. There's no milestones he's trying to get. um, Hmm. We, yeah, I, 
I will say he's four goals away from moving past Nick Rewalt in the all-time goal no, scorer. So I don't know yeah. what that would take him to top fifteen of all time or something like that. But anyway, he's, there you go. If he kicks ten goals, he'll be a nice even two hundred goals ahead of um, Sumic in second place. Okay. So that might be a bridge too far. No. Um, but yeah, look. Well, problem is if we do that, we become very predictable. Um, mm. And I don't think he'd want that. I don't think he. I think he'd be pretty comfortable with the the <laughs> the level of um, uh, level of attention he's got for this one is high enough already, and he doesn't also need to be you know um, the centre of attention on field in terms of you know, everyone directing his um, everyone directing every uh, bloody inside fifty uh, entry through him. Um, yeah, I don't think that's not going to be in the team's best interest, and I don't think it's in his best interest. Um, yeah, I agree with June that um, like to see him kick a couple or kick a few, and I want to see us win the game. And yeah, look, if, if he kicks one and we win the game, I'll be happy. Uh, another comment in terms of saying, you know, maybe he wouldn't want that being the focus of the whole game. Yeah. Comment coming through saying, I want that though. And and I mean, selfishly, yeah. I sort of would like to see it as well. It'd be great to see him get one last big haul, you know, get, yeah. get a six or a seven or something ridiculous. 18 goals, by the way, Miguel, is the record for goals in a final game, in a farewell game. So we'll see if we can get him to that. And That's, and really the, sh- that's the actual record for goals in a game, isn't it? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the farewell game. Jump through in the comments. I've, 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 we've been having a is chat that, about this. Uh, yeah, hang on. I mean... This is only just a little bit before my time, but I think that's Fred Fanning. It is. Um, and I think he kicked 18 goals in the final round and then he went off to play like country footy or something and never came back. So, Yeah, um, no. Keyes was yeah. there and yelled some stuff over at the fence at him and he was yeah. scared him away. Was, I think Keyes was actually playing fullback on him. Um, yeah, that, no, he was there. It was Keyes' <coughs> farewell game as well. It's both. It's the record yeah. all time and it's the farewell record. So let's absolutely feed Josh Kennedy and get him that. But let's do yeah. it. Uh, let's do it after we've got the win secured. I reckon. So, look, Migs, with that, I mean, there's a few little matchups and things to discuss. There's a few little points of interest. But is anybody watching this game for anything other than an Eagles win or a Josh Kennedy haul? You know, that's that's the story. That's what we want. So let's um, let's do some tips. Let's do some predictions. Who's going to win? By how much? Which Eagle is going to impress us the most? And tell me what is Josh Kennedy's final tally for this one? Um, yes, we'll win. Uh, I think we'll win reasonably comfortably without blowing Adelaide away. So I'll say wow. 27 points, um, which I think would be far and away our biggest win of the year, wouldn't it? Uh, it would have to be, wouldn't it? We've only yeah. had two of them. Yeah, no, I think they've both been by about 10 points. Um, yeah, so 27 point win. Um, if our best of field's not Kennedy, it'll be, um, uh, Luke Shuey, I think, will have a big game to um, – he and Kennedy are quite close, I think, so he'll have a big game to uh, to send off his mate. Um, and Kennedy will kick three. Pretty boring. That is sort of boring, but it's nice, sort of – Yeah, nice five three, but it's more about the win. That's what I was thinking as well. Uh, I have said all year, or certainly since the buy, since we started seeing some better footy from the Eagles, in terms of the – Odds that we're going to win a game, this one has been the one that I've been circling. This has been our most winnable game of the run yep. home. It's here. It's arrived. I've got the grumpy octopus in the back there. This time next week, Miguel, it's going to be inside out. It's going to be smiling. It's going to be gold. The Eagles are going to win. I know we're bad in milestone games, and I know we let down Bunger in his 300th, and 
Gaff in his 250th and whoever else you want to list. But it's Josh Kennedy, man. It's Josh yeah. Kennedy at home. The crowd's behind him. The noise is going to be fantastic. They're already making it a show about him. Everybody Against in the crowd's going to be bearded up. Yeah, exactly. Get the beards out. Get the faces up in the crowd and all the cardboard cutouts. Make some noise. Josh Kennedy's going to win us this game off his own boot. Well, the Eagles are going to win. I, I, could, I like yeah. that. Five or six goals, that sort of space there. Uh, yeah. Most goals kicked at Optus is currently eight by Lance Franklin, and I believe that was the first game at Optus, might have been. Yeah. Surely we get Kennedy to kick nine to take that in his last game. Anthony, I like the way you think, so let's do it. Yeah. I don't know that I believe it, but let's. I'm putting it, <laughs> to, put it in stone. Josh Kennedy's going to kick nine goals, and that's because the Eagles are going to be up, and then they are going to feed him like you would not believe. They're going to yeah. feed him until he has to go off exhausted. The Eagles are going to win. We're going to make some noise. We're going to make some memories. And Miguel, I'm going to have fun at the footy again. I, I swear. It's going to happen one more time between now and the end of the season. It might as well be now. Yeah. All righty, folks. That will do it from us for the week. And uh, thank you very much, Miguel, for jumping on the show. It's it's a strange one, I suppose, having a farewell a legend and look forward to the final game. But, but we're hoping for the best and hoping that everything comes good for him. So, Migs, thank you for jumping on the show and, uh, and waxing lyrical for us about Josh Kennedy. Yep. Um... Yeah, fingers crossed. This is I'm a, I'm a bit worried. This is sort of the first game in almost all season that I've actually really cared about the result and really I wanted know. to win. So I know. it's yeah. so, it's so much more stressful than it needs to be. It's yeah. um, uh, you know, just quickly back to that Gold Coast game. I think we said on the call that's the sort of game where if you're going for finals or top four, it's the most infuriating game of all time. But you're right. I care about this one. Come on, West Coast, let's get this one done. Thank you to everybody who's jumped in on the comments and, and been following along with us for the week, for the season. Jump on Twitter, share a Josh Kennedy highlight, beard up for JK, do all the good stuff that we like seeing you do. And uh, I want to see some beards down there on Sunday, people. We'll leave it there for now. We'll come back next week with another four points in the bank and we can uh, send Josh Kennedy off the right way. Thank you very much, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.